Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with guest narrator Vikas Adams. Welcome to Audiobook Love and Vikas. How are you doing today? I am great. And it's actually Vikas Adam. No um, ass. I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm, not part, I'm not part of the... Uh, the, 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 the da, na, na, na. Yeah, I know. I messed up the graphic. And I was like, and I think it was because for some reason someone said it like, ver- like verbally to me when they were raving about you and your performance and how much they love you. And Aww. I think I just heard the S out there and that's what kind of just stuck. So I do apologize for that. No, no worries. You got my you got my you got my first name pronounced correctly, which is the big win for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well yeah, well you said my name too when we first started. We're like, hey, I'm like, yes, you said it right. <laughs> Vivi- uh, Viviana. Yeah. Viviana. You made me think first. I was like, what did I say? Oh yeah, no, you did it right. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> People tend to do the whole Vivian or well, again, with you have a unique name too, so it's they can I'm a little more I'm a little more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm just when it comes to names, I'm I'm extremely sensitive in general, and I, and and this goes across the board for anyone who has foreign names. I think we're at a place in in our society where our society has the capability to be able to learn how to pronounce our names authentically and correctly, and and it always saddens me when I see people of any culture, but mine mine you know, especially because it's very close to me when they anglicize their names. Yes. Because I feel that it's inherently a part of our culture and there is a beauty in the musicality of our names, the way that we, the way they were meant to be pronounced and our names have specific meaning. And when we speak our names inauthentically, we are not vibrationally putting out there the true meaning of our name. Mm-hmm. That's Sorry. true. I agree. I'm very particular about that too, about having the pronunciations as me trying my hardest to make sure that I get it right. And I will ask you a thousand times if I need to. Even when they say, no, you can call me, you know, for example, with you, like, let's say, just call me V or like, no, 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 I need to say it right. I'm adamant about it because it's but that's, important. The thing, right. But the thing is, I'm at, at the same time, I'm like, if there is a nickname, I'm like, I'm cool with that too. Because if it's some people, I had my, my old, my grad school teacher back in the day used to initially scared the shit out of me and very intense little old man and from New York and everything he would I'd be like oh my god okay okay okay, I've got to do this right I've got to do this right but then he'd be in the middle of critiquing a scene I'd be taking everything he's saying to heart but then he was going all right so Vikas Vikas I would suddenly it's like this fire would jump up in my Vikas (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like pointing my hand towards, you know, and be like, all right, yeah, yeah, I know. I okay, but Vikas, Vikas. <laughs> hey, just, you know, my scene is wrong, but my name is pronounced this way. And it's and 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 it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Just call me Vic. Mm-hmm. And so it just went from there. Because I understand sometimes it's like it's not gonna go into someone's body, which mm-hmm. is why Vic is the option. And you're providing it with to them as well. You're saying this is what you can call me. So why don't we have you, besides making sure that we say your name right, um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and you know how you became a narrator. Professionally, well, like ongoing, it really started uh, in 2012. However, I did do 
um, a full cast audio back in the 90s, um, which was kind of my gateway. But then there was like a huge, um, I would say about 15 year, um, 20, between 15 and 20 years before I picked up again in 2012. And really, that's what started it all. Um, 2012, I would say uh, I did a workshop with Audible. And they specifically at that time needed someone who could do an Indian accent for a book, for a series of books that they had coming from India and being Indian. Um, I was able to give them an authentic Indian accent and what books, you know, work begat work. And I, here I am. <laughs> they 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 haven't gotten rid of me yet no no the actually they still they still Thank want you. me and that's what's lovely yeah it's yes. wonderful yep that and, and the, the listeners adore you as well they love your voice thank you and i adore them i love interacting with people just because it's we're so, we're so solitary i'm a very um i'm a people person and i love collaborating and so the only uh uh downside of narrating sometimes can be especially when it's a when it's a a home record um is to not have that engineer or to have that director sometimes you do but but to not have that person and everything is on you and it's that's when it's the most challenging i think because i love collaborating and seeing what do you what do you think of this or what let's let's you know let's talk about this or things like that so do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert i would say i'm a good mix of the two okay I think um, and it depends on the on the on the situation. But I definitely I think I, I think I'm, I'm I'm a mix of the two. But I'm also I'm I'm the individual who tries to balance the room. So if the room is full of so if the room is full of introverts, I'll be the guy who's trying to be the extrovert. And if just just to try and pull people out. And if the room is full of extroverts and there's a bunch of them and everyone's vying for attention, I'm like, you know what? I'm perfectly fine being the introvert. It also depends on, you know, what time happy hour started, so. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the audiobook stuff that you've done, you're also, you've, you're also an actor. Uh-huh. I'm an actor. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm a director. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I write as well, but it's been a while since I've been doing, I mean, audio, the narration has, has kind of taken um, the, the majority of my time, but I'm trying to start finding ways to explore those other territories again just because i think i've I've always been about keeping myself uh balanced and trying to find trying to find other ways to express myself um but i'm also a professor at uh in the theater department at ucla so so it wow that's a lot of hats (laughs) it's a lot of hats but it's it's wonderfully balanced i don't i don't uh uh i teach during a certain time and and it and it and it, it it doesn't take away from what I'm doing. That's good. You're able to do all these different things and enjoy them all equally, and not have to struggle with having to find that time as much as possible. When because when you know, you know when you're passionate about something and you're like I really want to do this, but I have to do that and I can't do it, so you end up to some extent getting a little bit like upset with yourself that you can't do. Yes. It. But but sometimes if it's meant to be and if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And and that's where and that's where like um one of my major things is uh, uh I, I head up a I head up a program uh working with pre-college um 
pre-college students and in theater and it gives them an opportunity to explore what it's like to be a theater major and but it's a short intense period so i'm pulling 18 hour days sometimes and it's around that time when <laughs> uh salman rushdie's book needs to be recorded <laughs> And, and it's, and it's one of those, and that's one of those books where you're like, if Salman Rushdie wants you, you don't turn that down. Yes. And so we've been able to like, one of the things that's been wonderful is like finding a way to work with the production companies and they will literally be like, okay, I have a four hour block of time here on this day so i will go to the studio and we'll record for like three hours and we'll spread it out over days but it's but the point is they're willing to do that and they're willing to work with me and i'm always grateful mm-hmm. for for that kind of an opportunity because it will happen if you want it to happen and i tell authors all the time when they have someone in mind to narrate and i'm like if you want them tell them in advance as much as possible so they can add it to the books and the calendar but if they're busy it's okay to wait if you know if they're available or until something because things change all the time sometimes you know another book gets pushed out and Mm -hmm. when you find that narrator that is going to totally work for that character and that story i'm like don't settle Mm -hmm. for another one don't settle for a second best to to yes i agree with that but to a degree because sometimes there are those people it's like but you got to ask yourself are are you wanting that the quote-unquote the unicorn Mm -hmm. um and are they the only ch- option or are you willing to see what someone else can bring to the table? Yes. Um, because there have been, and this is where my director hat comes in, where I have, when I've directed shows and I have had in my head, oh, I already know in my head, I've precast a certain actor and, but I'll be like, okay, but you still have to be fair, Vic. You have to have everyone come in and audition and that actor will come in and they'll be great but something will be missing and then someone else will come in and they will blow me out of the water. And I never would have thought of them before. And it's been a wonderful, happy, happy accident. And so sometimes I'm like, yes, if you've got your person in mind, yes, definitely. If you can get them great. And if it happens, but if it's turning into a longer winded thing, open yourself up because mm-hmm. you never know whom you, whom you may discover. I didn't want to make it to seem like it was like you have to wait for that unicorn either. I think that it's great to have that one thing like you, like you were saying about casting in mind like this is the voice and stuff like that but again whether it's because of fees or cost and as well as availability is after you've auditioned everybody and that's the one that you want because they brought that thing you know that you that magic uh-huh. to the voice. Yeah. That's that's when you start thinking okay how do I get him? How do I want him? This and stuff like that or her. And, um, but yeah, but I've been in situations where they're like, I want this person. I'm like, but have you tried that one? So it's it's good to have that variety. It's kind of similar to when it comes down to voicing the characters. How do you go about prepping a book and voicing these characters once you get the cast? I look at the writing. The writing is huge and getting an idea as to what the energy of the writing i get very esoteric when it comes to this stuff Uh um just a forewarning um i do so i do i do have someone that i work with as a prepper who will give me who will be able to get all the notes and everything for me and break down um 
they're doing the boring work <laughs> for me. What I you know, it's like the tedious work where it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta make the notes and you gotta make your character list and everything like that. But that gives me time to be able to just look at the book and focus on the energy of the book. So I look at the book, figure out the writing tone, take a look at the characters, see who's available, see, find out what I need to bring to it. If it's a multicast, who else is who else is narrating with me? Because do they have a vocal quality that they're using that I would try and bring into um, my portion of the narration when I'm voicing their characters? Um, I, it's it's very. I'm, I mean, I'm a theater. I'm a theater actor, and I'm I'm interested in character. I'm interested in discovering who the characters are. Now, so, of course, sometimes we have like no turnaround time, and so that's where my theater training, um, and my collegiate training has really made a difference because that's been my practice ground. So now I've got it to a point where I can do things quicker. Um, but yeah, that's so. Did that answer your question? Sorry. Yes. No, <laughs> I find it fascinating because people that are not in, they just listen to the audiobooks. It's always like, well, that's just what the voice that they picked. And it can, can come across as if you're just trying to find the different gauges of the characters. But talking to you after now, it's been, it's been six years that I've been doing the series, finding out how in that process is for everybody and to kind of see that at the end of the day, the process for many of you guys, especially those that have the acting you know, background, mm -hmm, is to mm -hmm. find out about how does the character feel? What are their end goals? What are they trying to accomplish? Versus, oh, he sounds uh -huh. rugged versus he has a growly voice. But that, but, and that, but that was all very important for me as well, because in, for me, it's also, you, you've got to be able to differentiate. I'm trying to think about when I'm working, I've got to keep in mind, some people when they're listening, they're, 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 they're listening while they're doing a bunch of tasks. And so for me, the character voices have to be distinct enough so that if you're focused on something else, you still know who's speaking. Yes. And, but once again, but that's a, my style, that's a, my thing. It's not some, I know there are some, some narrators, some, some performers who don't do that distinct of a character voice uh, for, for the different, for the different characters. And I, think that's fine as well that's their style if it's what's strong for them and if it serves the book and it serves the writing then all, then that's amazing that's wonderful then you should totally then stick to that i think what's important is connection to the text and making sure that you're not phoning it in um and that can be very easy to fall into when you're pulling like six eight hour recording days but that's where the energy is taken up at the end of the day. And like, people are like, well, why are you so tired? Well, I've been recording all day. And they're like, oh yeah, but your voice just must be tired. Why are you so tired? And I'm like, well, it does take energy to embody. And it's like, and to stay connected and in tune with what the writing is. Being able to talk to you guys has provided so much more insight. So now that I'm, when I'm listening to the books, I, I, take it more value and I appreciate it so much more the, the work that you guys all put into these mm -hmm. stories and some of these books can reach anything between you know like a, a novella an hour or two to anything from like uh you know Kristen Ashley who is prolific in writing and can do up to 24 hours length in books and it's, uh -huh. just, yeah. it's, a, it's to keep that stuff up and have it be consistent across the entire 
book or an entire series, depending on if it's the characters that are coming back, is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I truly appreciate and value that what you guys bring to the table when it comes down to bringing that performance along and keeping Thank us you. entertained. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of work. I mean, I know what it's like to just talk with my own voice. Never mind if I have to pull a character who now has an accent or, you know, has that deeper, gravelly voice and sexy, smoky one. It's like, no, that's just a lot for me to keep track of. Yeah. And there, and there are certain books that, I, you know, just for some weird, like, um, that require more of that animated quality. And I've had to come to terms with, okay, if it's that kind of a book, I need to make sure that I am scheduling more time for it because I'm not going to be able to record as much because I am going to wear my voice out. And there was, you, you, it was tough to come to a, to a point where I was like, I, I can't record as much as I usually can with this, with this type of a book. And I had to ask myself, well, you can, but will you be happy with the quality? And for me, I'm like, no, I won't be happy with the quality. And so you can't, I can't do it. Um, so I got to take that time. And there have been, there have been times where I have been a little later on, on, on a book like that, or we had to go a couple of days over and I had, I'm such a, I'm a people pleaser. So I, I've like had to go, you know what? It's the quality and they've been fine. And, and everyone has been fine um, on the production side and they've been lovely and, and, and very supporting and uh, accommodating. Well, from a listener perspective, one of the things that we talk about is how the narrator performs. And there's been times, I mean, I'm a firm believer that the narrator will make or break the book. You can have a fantastic, phenomenal book, but if the narrator sucks, there's no coming back from that. And there's been books that have been okay, but the narrator completely knocked it out of the park. Whatever the process is to make it so the quality is phenomenal, then that's what we need to be okay with. Well, because it is, it is, it is acting. It's like you take a look at your, you take a look at a TV show or a movie, and you see the performances that are not delivering. Um, but in, the, but in the same token. You know, I, I hold writing to a to a high standard and degree, you know, as well. And recognizing there are points where it's like, if the writing is not as strong, I cannot do anything about that. I can only serve the writing that I have. But I do treat every and I look at every piece of writing that I that I receive um, as as art. I look at it as I treat I treat it like Shakespeare and I have to approach it with that love I cannot have judgment on the writing I can be aware and objective about okay this this will not this this is not in the same category as Rushdie but that's perfectly fine you don't want everything to be like Rushdie you want everyone to have their own space on the court and show what they can do and there's something out there for everybody. Well, well, it's like I think about my taste in TV. It's like, you know, when I'm watching something at the end of the day, um, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are telling me, oh, my God, are you watching this or are you watching that? And it's these really intense, serious, are you watching Chernobyl? Are you watching, you know, the latest war movie? Are you watching? And I'm just like, honestly, I don't want to. I want to watch something. I want to watch something fun and and kind of mindless or i want to watch something fantastical that's going to take me away 
And for the longest time, I felt bad. I was like, ooh, I'm not keeping up with, I haven't watched The Irishman and spent four hours of my life watching it. And I'm like, I realized, you know what? It's okay. You, you've got a limited amount of time. You can watch the fun stuff that, that fills your heart. Yes, it makes you happy. It's the same thing when people are like, oh, are you reading another book? I'm like, it makes me happy. Back the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I love about romance is there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether they want the romantic comedy or they want the more emotional, dark, deeper kind of thing, or if they want the contemporary fun stuff, but also the contemporary, not so much, you know, more yeah. Relationship yep. build. There's just uh-huh. so much. If they want the shifter that changes into a bear or a dragon, they can do that too. <sighs> I, I I just I just love the fact that there are so many opportunities for people to listen to whatever they would like, and the fact that there is, to my knowledge, there isn't a shaming aspect in what you want to listen to. The fact the fact that you can have your really dark romance or your dark um and like some some of the really dark stuff you know you've got you got you, you got your harems and you got your snm and you've got your insert insert uh, subgenre and what i love is that to my knowledge there is no judgment because it's being produced and that people people are aware oh this is this is this is a fantasy and it's stays over here and and my mindset goes there because in 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 another life i i used to be involved in a lot of social issues part-time social worker and i worked in sexual assault awareness education and i created a workshop um called the eroticism of rape in film and television and i would present it to student students uh college students and social workers, and I presented at the national uh, level as well of social workers. My purpose of that was to show film and television scenes that had sexual acts or, or love scenes or sex scenes, but to show that they were really eroticized rape scenes. But the focus being to just be aware of it and to not take away the enjoyment of the movie but to go approach it with a with with another thought so that you're so that you're not trying you're keeping it on the screen you're not you're you're keeping it in the fantasy realm enjoy it for what it is but don't try to emulate it so when so when someone is 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 it's it's not just rough sex this is not rough sex this is a sexual assault yeah. now in the movie it may be the camera angles may present it so that it seems erotic but that's our responsibility to know what it is. And yes, you can enjoy it the way it is, but know that when that light comes up and and that movie's over, that stays on the screen. And so to see how even in our reading, in our books, and in our audio art, these subgenres are available, but there's an awareness of it just being fantasy, I think is is huge we're really big on consent Mm -hmm. and we're really big on the um, variety and we like the variety and there's even you know with the the sub communities so those that are you know love the bdsm genre whether it's because of the whip and the tying up or there's these other that i'm learning too you know there's this primal 
style of BDSM. And there's, there's even one that's what's thing to call, I think it's called like the rape fantasy where, yep, yep. and so it's one of those where we don't judge, but the difference too is with when it comes down to that scenario and that scene, mm -hmm. it's been consented. Mm -hmm. I am telling you as my significant yep. other partner here, this is what I want you to do, <laughs> you know, and, exactly. uh, and I'm okay with it. And these are my limits and this is my safe word. Um, and so that to be able to have that, you know, line open communication with a significant other, whether it is that it's a traditional relationship where there's not a whole lot of exploring or talking about it. Cause sometimes sex to some can be taboo. Mm -hmm. And if these books allow you to turn to the other person and say, Hey, can we try this position tonight instead of the other one? So anything to realizing, Hey, I think I want you to use the handcuffs it allows you to explore and learn and, and kind of have that trust with the, the partner. Did you have any preconception before coming into romance about it? No, I've actually been pretty, I've always been a very, um, I've always been very, very open-minded actually. Um, so I've never, I've never had an issue to my, to, to my, to my thinking. I'm, I have to think back and see, but I don't know. I've never had an issue. I react a little more negatively to, to extreme violence and, you know, and by violence, it's like, you know, the. I've, I, you know, I remember doing a book where it was a, it was a post-apocalyptic kind of, kind of a book and, and the way the writing spoke about women and how it, 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 it talked about, oh, it, it was alluding to the fact that women were, everyone was, was, uh, my caffeine hasn't hit yet. Um, uh, that 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 we were that we were reverting back to primal states, and Aww. that the women and that the women were suddenly becoming betas and trying to find a man to protect them, because it was about fighting for survival. That bugged me more. Yeah. Than two people having consensual sex. I've always I, I don't know. I've always been a I've been a lifelong, lifelong feminist. So I guess, you know, so that, ooh, crazy thinking, crazy thinking there. Something that does please us though, that you guys do, besides obviously the, the, the great voices and the performances, is when you guys are busting out with different accents for the characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, we're a sucker for accents. I think it doesn't, at this point, you know, it's, it's honesty. Um, there's nothing, you know, more fantastic than when you're hearing somebody and then they bust out with their accent. So do you have a favorite accent to perform? I don't know if I have a favorite accent to perform. I, you know, Indian comes very, very easily, obviously, because that's my, that's my background. What I would definitely love to do, what I'm, what I've always been aiming to do is to really highlight the beauty of the Indian accent. And there's this misconception of the Indian accent being um, the stereotype, the, the the convenience store, the and 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 there is a real sexiness and a beauty to the Indian accent um, from certain regions that that um, that are just that I think that that are that I try to highlight, and I try to whenever I work with an Indian accent, I try to focus on those the the, the 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 it's it's general but it's but it's a beautiful um lilting musical uh accent so that one tends to be that that one tends to be like kind of a 
you know, a, a favorite. But I also, you know, I, I, I enjoy them. It really depends on the writing. The writing informs, can help to inform an accent. And so if the writing, and, and by writing, I mean word choice, because when you are from a certain region, even if you're speaking English, you will not place a certain sentence structure the way an American would. Mm-hmm. And when the book is written or the lines are written in a way that makes it easier to flow with the accent as that's being called for, that's when it's my favorite, if that makes sense. Oh, no, yeah, totally. I, I think it's... um you know, from a diversity and inclusion kind of aspect of things, you know, the accent that, uh, you know, someone from Georgia does not sound the same thing as someone from Texas or the South America, you know, like Cubans and Puerto Ricans and it's Spanish, but it's not the same, you know, the yard. But what I mean, but what I mean is, um, think about your, your, your mom, whom I'm guessing, did she have an accent? She did. She did. She was here since she was 19, but she still had the accent. But she had an accent. And so there was, if you think back, she probably strung together in her regular uh, speech a certain structure where she would place adverbs in a different area of the sentence than um, um, a quote-unquote someone who's born and raised in America would place the the word, you know, sentence structure-wise. And when you are utilizing an accent if an author has that ear to write it where the adverb is placed in another area of the sentence, it makes using that accent so much easier and natural. And I encountered that when I did a book where it was written in a very specific pattern. And I was told, don't use an accent. And I said, I have tried recording this without an accent and I cannot do it. It doesn't work. And I, I actually ended up leaving the book because I was, I was like, I'm not going to do this book. I'm, it's not going to work. I will not do this book injustice. The writing is beautiful and I will not do that. Romance for me tends to be like an umbrella term with all the subgenres underneath it because oh. we have so many of them, um, <laughs> which is great. Um, is there a, sub, a, a subgenre that you love to perform? Like, do you have a favorite? You know, I love rom com. I love, um, I do like YA rom com just because there can be an innocence still to it but i love you know what i sometimes love a i love i love something that's just gonna make me go what did i just read on the page and have my eyes bug out because i think and and in in a fun way you know what i mean but but yeah anything that's just gonna make me do that um I, oh man, do I have, I, I, I enjoy it all. I'm the big thing with me is I love variety too much of the same thing for me. Um, I, I worry about getting burnout on, which is why I'm so grateful and blessed 
to have the career that I have, that I get to genre hop as much as I do. Because then when I get, you know, every time I get a new book, it's, it's like, I'm not going, oh man, not this again. Um, because then that would affect my, you know, my, 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 my interpretation of it. So I'm very, very fortunate. Um, so I love it all. I, 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 but I do love, I have a special place for YA rom-com, I would say. And that's, you know, Date Me Bryson Keller just came out today. And that is uh, today on, I don't know if we're saying dates or anything. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Um, on, on May 19th today, yep. it's, it, it drops. And it is one of those, it's a book that's just, sweet, it sweetened my heart and, and, and made me uh, very happy to record um, because it's just a classic rom-com and um, the characters are lovely and they're very endearing. And uh, Bryson Keller is this unicorn dream book boyfriend uh, that you're like, just going, whoa, why does this kid not exist? Or maybe he does exist, but it's like, <laughs> I want to, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and, and there's, there's just, there's a bunch coming out. It's like, there's, you know, there's the state of us about like uh, two boys, uh, the sons of the two presidential candidates on uh, the Democrat and the Republican side, the two boys fall in love. And that one is uh, a dual narration with Dan Bittner. Um, if anyone, Dan Bittner is an amazing, well, uh, well reputed narrator as well and it was just it was it's it's those are those are two that are upcoming that that I thought were very very special and sweet yeah I heard um Mo raving about it um on the Audibly <laughs> yeah. Addicted podcast yes yes so. we were we were it was it was so <laughs> that was when we recorded that one that was so fresh in my mind I was just like fuck yeah <laughs> I'm still fuck yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. That's also why I love listening to them and other podcasts and talking about the you know having that conversation within the communities, like either on Twitter or on other social media, is mm-hmm. when the listeners are so enthused about it. And then you're like, but why? And then they start talking to you about it. And you're going, okay, cool. I'll read it or listen to it. I read I read a review for the book um, that that um, someone had written on a blog, and they they flat out said at the very beginning. I don't like YA. I don't like YA at all. I really liked this book because it was just so sweet and endearing and just came from the right place. And it does. Um, so I'm, 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 it, it's, it's for me. And you know, a book is good when I'm like, when I'm, or, or that it really touched me or, or endeared to me when I'm just like, I don't care if you listen to it or, or, or read it. It's not about, my ego where it's like oh no you have to listen to it it's like this book is so good whatever format you want pick it up and as long as it's not reader's digest format because you (laughs) need to experience the whole book you know so yes that's true yeah well i'm not one that reads ya my thing my kind of thinking process has been done that and also the whole thing with the angst sometimes i'm going no way too much drama um in that level but she was raving about it so much and and kind of sharing a little bit what the story was about i'm going oh uh, yeah i would pick that one up yeah yeah i will i yeah it's like i don't know if i can ever deal with um it's very challenging for me when i have to deal with um 
uh, characters that are like Harry Potter in book five when he was all angsty, even though it was justified. But I'm just like, no, I can't deal with it's like I can only deal with so much angst. Ong. Or when it turns into angst is when I'm like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I have trouble with uh, like the whiny little bitches. You know, like, why me? And I'm like, because you're being an asshole. That's why you, you know? <laughs> so, like, even, uh, you know, like, like the Star Wars. Sometimes, like Anakin, and when they did the pre crawl, I was like, oh, you oh, little bitch. Oh, oh, you know? Yeah, I oh, see. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then the, the latest ones, you know, I'm like, I know that he. I know, haven't seen, I haven't seen third one. I haven't oh, seen okay. Rise of Skywalker yet. I haven't yeah. seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Okay, so. got it, got it. Yeah, so it's, but even then, what's that character's name? The bad dude in this one. Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. So, like, in the first two movies, I'm like, you whiny little bitch. You know, because it's all about how this is not yeah. fair. This is, I'm going, stop. You're still a dick because um, of what you're doing but yeah it's just this kind of character that i'm like no i didn't deal with him when i was in school i'm not gonna deal with him now as an adult well that's oh, that's where i'm like i'm like well you know what kylo you didn't you didn't you wouldn't even have the option to whine and bitch because you didn't grow up with either a latin mother or uh an indian mother <laughs> basically that you is true you wouldn't you wouldn't have it's like we're like i'm watching that movie and i'm like all all, all like the foreign kids i know are like we're like going oh shut up <laughs> Like watching that, it's like, mm-hmm. yep. it's like I'll give you something to whine about. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you something to whine about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, we're good. This is perfect. It's like, it's like, what football games? What are football games? No, you need to be, you need to be working in the family restaurant. But it's a rite of passage. What? What? No, you're going to college. But okay, <laughs> so it's like okay. Yeah, I think the thing too. Sometimes I struggle with the YA. Is that like I'm like, where are the parents? the immortal instruments that was one that i was like wait what they're in new york and they're going to the clubs and they're 16 huh <laughs> i'm going where are the parents oh i'm like yeah i didn't know that I wasn't the kid that got to i was like oh i didn't get to go out and do anything it was it was like it was like i felt crazy and wild when i was able to like get get my car my car um for what for a night to be able to go see a theater show and then ooh played hooky from playing the theater show because i went to the bookstore and then met back you know met met up my friends later on i was like at the denny's now that was wild and i'm laughing because i'm going oh we're so alike um yeah. as, a, as seniors in high school they're like oh yeah let's just go skipping to the beach and which is totally available to be done in miami where you know we have beaches all over the place and they're like who are you talking who are you calling i'm like I- i'm calling my mom like we're going to skip school <laughs> I'm like yeah yes yeah. yes exactly i'm not going to be where she's expecting me to be <laughs> you need to tell her and my mom was cool that way she's like did you do all your work i'm like yes did you turn it in I'm like yes ma'am and uh so which beach are you going to <laughs> you know oh and, yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and uh-huh. who's going to be there are you driving I'm like yes mom i'm driving and in my car it's gonna be x y and z <laughs> it's like okay then at what time am i expecting you home to but to a degree i'm like i'm glad that i don't i don't have a kid because i'm the type who would be like with all the technology available i'm like i am keeping track of you <laughs> everywhere i'm like glad my parents couldn't keep track of me and even the fact that they the fact that they couldn't keep track of me the way we could keep track of our kids now and the anxiety i would get back then thinking they know what i'm doing they know everything i'm doing (laughs) 
even though they technically didn't. Um, yes. But oh my God, they know everything I'm doing. Can you imagine like the the anxiety, like my kid, I can just say based on what it is, would have to deal with because I would be closer to them than stink is to shit. Bad. It could be uh, stressful, but even as a parent, you know, I have a 17 year old. So thankfully in my end, they, he actually limits his time that he's on the devices and, you know, self-imposed right. eight o'clock at night, bedtime kind That's of thing. amazing. It is, you know. That is amazing. I'm like, dude, it's Friday night. <laughs> Come on, just stay up half an hour later. He goes, mom, I am tired and I have to go to work tomorrow. I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, in you know? An example, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about, I just thought of this as some of my partner and I, we're, we're, we share, we, we share locations and everything like that um, for, for safety and everything, obviously. And, and one night I was coming back from, from school, extreme, it was, it was one of those hell tech weeks. And so I'm like late and I'm talking to my work wife before we leave. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so hungry. You know what? I think I'm going to go, I'm going to stop off at McDonald's, even though I shouldn't. And, um, because it's like my, 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 my partner is, in extremely good shape and very health oriented and you know owns a gym so <laughs> so so i'm like i i i'm like you know don't don't, don't tell paul don't tell paul i'm but i'm gonna i think i'm gonna stop off at mcdonald's and it's like one in the morning or something or 12 o'clock and and i'm like and i'm like driving and i'm like you know what fuck it and i'm like i pull in i need a i need a fucking hash brown <laughs> and i suddenly get a text message i'm i've ordered and i'm waiting to pick it up and i get a text message that says don't do it <laughs> and the first thing i'm like going that bitch texted him and told him i'm going to mcdonald's <laughs> and i'm like because she's one of my best friends as well and i'm yeah. like you fucking ratted me out and then I get a, and then I get another text from him, and it's, and it's from my, from my partner, and it's, it's a screenshot of my location, and I was like, foiled by my own devices. Yes. Because <laughs> it was my idea to be like, let's do this to be safe, so that we were also aware, and you know, just to be safe for each other, and blah 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 blah, and and of course I get foiled by it. Yeah, see, that's probably what I would have replied back saying, okay, babe, but we can work it off later when I get home. So I'd be like, fine, get your double. No, 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 I was too tired. Remember, these were the, these were the 18, 19 hour days. This oh, is that's like, right. this is like, don't even look at look me. At me. Oh, okay. Don't even look at me because that takes effort. Yeah, God, yeah. Uh, one of the things I love to do with my guests towards the end of the episode is play a yes. game called Would You Rather? Yes. <laughs> Would I rather? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Awesome. Um, so here we go. All Would right. you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? I would rather be 20 minutes early, and that's something I'm working on. Oh, okay. Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Mm. 
I know it's not it's not life or death, but I just this is my this is my problem. I, I oh my god. No, but, but you, when you were sharing how you love the to learn the history of things and yeah, everything, like, oh, I this know. is going to catch him because I, I know I, that you'd love to do that. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> See, I'm just. We learn so much from animals and we could learn, and that would be a vast other world versus <laughs> I'm like, I would hate to be, you know, working on something. And then I'm like, I'm just putting my head down on this table only to find out, only to find out that someone, someone did some very naughty things on it. Um, you know what, just for, just for this sake, I'll say, let's talk to animals. Oh, you know what happened? I would give up meat then. Oh, see. <laughs> that would Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> well, someone said you're going to talk to the farm animals. Um. <laughs> no! That, oh, totally. It would be like every time I... No, farm animal. Of course I'd hear the farm animals. <laughs> that would be like, you know the comedy for the angels right there. I mean, they'd be like, ha, 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 poor bitch. <laughs> Chose the animals because he thought he'd be Dr. Doolittle and now he's not going to be able to like eat that steak he wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> so I take it back. I want to fucking, I want to listen, uh, uh, do, do, the, do the object history. Got it, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds read minds um would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do the dishes again i don't mind dishes so the bathroom well it depends is it a big party and i'm drunk <laughs> see that's where my mind goes i'm like what's the circumstance what's going on and that's why i'm horrible at these games sometimes mm -hmm. even though i love them it's why i love playing them i get to you know you get some more insights into the person based on oh what was worse was when and you think this is bad i mean it's good thing we're not playing never have i ever with with alcohol because oh gosh that that oh yeah oh that would be bad that'd be fun but that would be bad okay so what did i say so i would i would uh yeah uh i don't want to do the dishes i'll okay. do the bathrooms okay would you rather be able to control fire or water water would you rather be invisible or be fast fast would you rather lose your sense of touch or your sense of smell? Oh, smell. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? Well, baby, I'm already hot, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm already. I always tend to be tend to be on the cold, cooler side, mm -hmm. except when I'm hot flashing. So, I, I, I. I yeah. Team Jacob or Team Edward, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> well, the way I see it for this question is always, well, I can always bundle up. I can't always take everything off. Well, I'm already cold, so that's why I'm so yeah, I'll st stick to cold. Okay. Um, would you rather tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never partake in any of your guilty pleasures again? Oh, please. I'm I'll take give up my guilty pleasures? Fuck no. <laughs> I'll tell people about my guilty pleasures. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Last one. Would you rather have a personal uh, chef or a personal masseuse? 
what does the masseuse look like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, you know what? I will do the, I will do the, um, do the personal shout. The The masseuse, we can always, you know, you can always go, but food is just such a delicious, wonderful thing. Before we go, um, yes. see if you can. Why don't you share with us what you're currently working on, or what's coming up next that you can share? Uh, yes, I am current. Oh, I'm getting ready to do uh, the newest book for Jen Lyons, uh, the um, the Rune of Kings books. I'm getting ready to do that. Um, see, I wasn't prepared for like this one. I'm like going, what am I working on next? <laughs> I'm on, my, I'm on my 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 week off. Yeah. I know. <laughs> when you said that I was like, oh. <laughs> well, Audible has a bunch of books that are coming out. There are there are a number there are a number of books um that are in the pipeline. I just have to actually take a look and prep and see what see see what's see what's happening. There's uh well there's the uh there's the third book for a truly, you know, but this is a romance site. So uh, uh, various genres, let's put it that way. Um, and there is some romance in there somewhere. I just can't, I, I can't remember what it is right now at this point because my- Probably no worries, like is, I said, I always- uh, all, Yeah, you threw me. Sorry, I didn't know you were on vacation. <laughs> you have vacation brain. <laughs> oh my God, like you would not believe. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest. Oh for my goodness! Audiobook loving. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> oh good God! I feel bad about. Oh my God! How long is this going to take to edit? <laughs> I'm like, all the more power to you, sister. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's it's been great blast. I, I, I was so happy that I got the chance to talk to you today. It's uh, people are always raving about you and how awesome you are as a person, not just as a narrator. And so I am blessed to have to be able to see that and be able to say, I got to talk to him for you know, a lot Thank of Thank you so much. I yeah. so appreciate that. And hopefully okay. we'll all get to meet in person. Yes, and, definitely. And, yeah, and sure. partay. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode, as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program. 